Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to the Deal Room podcast, brought to you by the commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Well, look, welcome to the final episode for our three-part series with Sam DeLongis. In this episode, we chat with Sam about the joys of coming full circle in the business cycle. We ask Sam about his post-sale reflections, what retirement life is like for him, and finally, we close this episode and this series out with some last-minute parting tips from Sam for all our business owners out there who are in the middle of building their businesses in the hopes of a strong sale one day. So don't go anywhere. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. They're moving to after the sale. The sale completed. There was, you know, champagne popping. It got to the figures we needed to. So you got the full base plus whatever else was required. But then what? Just before you answer, I have this very clear recollection of giving you a call and having a chat to you, you know, a couple of weeks afterwards. And you were still in the office, but it was empty at that point. Absolutely. <laughs> you still went back to the office. How long did you do that for, yeah. Sam? <laughs> Six or eight months. Wow, um, really? I was probably going into into the office. Not not every day, but I was going in, in probably the first three or four months. I was in there pretty much every day. Yeah. There was a lot of things to untangle and unwrangle. You know, there were still re- receivables coming in and stuff like that. Just a lot of things to wind back, you know. So I, I, I kept the office. The office, let me just describe to you, though. I mean, I had at that point probably 15, 20 people somewhere out on site. But there's always probably close to a dozen people in the office. And the first day I got in there, it First time I actually realised that, you know, like a body has a soul, a, a company has a soul as well, and I just thought, God, here I am, just some old bastard sitting here in this miserable, <laughs> sterile, sterile environment. I'm walking around and I, I'm not, you know, two hundred, two hundred and fifty square metres or something, and and there's, there's no one here, and it was really quite lonely and sad. Yeah. And you suddenly, whilst the sign trilogy was still on the door and everything, there was. Just no soul there anymore, and that was that was really yeah, it's sort of a little bit. Of, I don't get emotional too much, but it was like I, I sort of yeah, you know, like it's uh, it's not here anymore. But yeah, it was quite it was quite interesting. But yeah, there was just a lot of things to unravel, and and uh, you know, I had to really do them there, and it was fine. So you know, it doesn't matter. I'd get up every morning, and my wife and I would go and have coffee and breakfast, so that was pretty good. Yeah, the biggest thing I think was the first day of not having to go to work was waking up and thinking, what a relief. You don't realise it at the time. It's like when you haven't had a holiday for a while and then you have a holiday and you realise how much you needed it. Yeah. The first day was, how great is it to get up and not have a huge expectation on your day? And that's probably the thing I like about retirement. It was sort of great from that point of view. But no, it took a while. I mean, look, probably certainly at least six or eight months, I think, you know, before I probably got completely clear of not sort of going into the office but that was by choice as well I'm sure no I bet it was <laughs> I bet it was yeah yeah part of your letting go process <laughs> yeah I th- well I think so it was probably a little bit of all that as well you know yeah but that was all it was all good I wanted to make sure we did everything 
okay. You know, he still had queries coming in and all sorts of silly things going on. So it probably does take, you know, a good six to 12 months for things to completely... It's not like when you... Look, I've had friends of mine who are just like employees and when they've retired, they, they retire on day one and that's it. Yes. And all connections with to do with work are completely gone. It's not like that with a business. There's still... Even though I wasn't doing any, you know, working out periods or anything like that, there's just a lot of stuff still to to resolve, you know, and then all tax man stuff with accountants and stuff <laughs> and all that, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it sort of almost became a full time job, you know, like going to accountants and you know handing out money and paying money to the tax man and all that sort of stuff. That was almost full time. And so, tell us all now, I, I guess, about the joys of having come full circle. Told us about you know growing the business and then selling the business. And and so, what do us business owners who are, you, you know are still in the growth phase have to look forward to out of retirement? What are you doing with yourself, Sam? Right. Well, if, if you do it right, and I think I've been lucky enough to sort of do it right. Wonderful. I'm doing all the things that I set out to do. There, there were three major reasons. One is to um, spend more time with the grandkids, and I, I have a total of five grandchildren now, uh, two which were born in the in the final months of just before I sold. So those little guys are, are five years old and uh, just gone to they were going preschool or kindy last year, preschool this year. It's been wonderful to spend a, a lot of time with them, and that's lovely. And I've always spent as much time as I possibly could with my children even when I was working, but to do this was, was really, really special. Um, the other uh, thing that I wanted to do was quite a bit of travel, and we've, we've done quite a bit. We've done at least one European holiday for four to six weeks for the last few years, and, and something something local you know, within Australia or maybe you know, just nip up to Singapore, which we were doing beforehand at bit anyway. And that, that's good. And uh, what's the third thing? So we're doing that, that and getting fit. Yes, okay. I'm just trying to do that. That's the one that slipped away from me a little bit. Getting fit. <laughs> You've always got to have room for growth, Sam, don't you? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but I'm mowing my uh, lawns, doing my gardening. But I, but I have um, as part of the discipline I've uh, decided about my wife and I about uh, just under a year ago with. Uh, engaged a personal trainer. Perfect. Just trying to keep fit. I think, you know, I'm 66 now. I'll be 67 on St. Patrick's Day coming up, the 17th of March. Uh-huh. And um, I think it's it's important to keep yourself healthy because there's no point having achieved some things and, and having a little bit of money and then not being fit and healthy to enjoy it. So I think the primary thing for us right now is to make sure we stay fit and healthy so that we can continue to travel. We're going to Canada in May this year. It's a lifelong trip my wife's always wanted to do and I'm very, very pleased that been able to make that happen. Wow. And um, as I said to you before, I'm relaxing in a very nice spot on the water right now. So um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Oh, that's fabulous, Sam. Well, look, I, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I have absolutely loved it. take a short break. When we get back, Sam gives us his last minute parting tip for business owners who are in the middle of business building in the hope of a strong sale one day. And that's next. I'm Joanna Oki and you are listening to The Deal Room Podcast, brought to you by Aspect Legal. (music) 
Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition. So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au. interested in hearing smart legal tips for business, the Deal Room's sister podcast, Talking Law, is perfect for you. These two podcasts are now among the top legal podcasts in Australia. In our Talking Law podcast, I dissect a different topic each week that I have seen impact businesses and I then provide actionable tips for you to avoid that risk or to use that legal area to your advantage. We release new episodes every 10 days and you can listen to our episodes through www.talkinglaw.com.au or subscribe to our Talking Law podcast on iTunes to be the first to know when a new episode is out. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Earlier, Sam talked to us about his post-sale reflections during the first few months after the deal completed, where he found himself coming back to an empty office. He then also talked about the joys of coming full circle and the sorts of things business owners can look forward to in retirement. Now, let's jump back to our conversation with Sam for some last-minute parting tips for business owners who are in the middle of growing their business. In parting, do you, do you have any suggestions, any last minute parting suggestions for our listeners who are in the middle of business building in the hope of a strong sale one day? What's your sort of, I guess, your one, your one tip to them? Well, I think the, the thing is, first of all, you've got to be doing something that you want to do and that you're passionate about and that you do it almost as if you weren't getting paid for it. And if you don't feel like that, it's pretty hard to be successful. You, you need to want to do it because if you don't want to do it, you're not going to be happy and you won't do well. So I think if you like doing it, you should do well. And the other one, you know, is just be mindful. You know, you are supposed to be making a business and it, and it should be going forward. Don't think you've arrived at some point. You need to keep – and don't be too greedy on trying to do something just because you want to sell it because I think there's a difference from when it's, – it's like a motor vehicle. If you have a motor vehicle, you do it up just to sell it looks different from one that you look that you've looked after for the last 20 years and you've cherished it people can see when a car's been looked after for 20 years and how you felt about it when you sell it as opposed to something that you bought last week that was a wreck and and painted it shiny to sell and i think i think i think that's the difference don't i think people can detect when you're just tarting something up just purely to sell unless there's some solid you know, figures to back it up as to, as to what it really is. And that, I think I think the bottom line is just do what you really want to do. And if you do that well, I think the value of the company and, and you making money should be a byproduct, not the other way around. That's the way I've always looked at life. 
I've never, you know, pursued money for money's sake. It doesn't interest me, but doing well and knowing, though, that, you know, obviously if you do well, you do expect to get rewarded, and so you should, right? But that's not that's not the primary focus. And I think people can detect that. And I think you just do what you want to do. Make sure that the business is solid, is producing. If it's producing good money for you, there's no reason why it shouldn't produce good money for someone else. And make sure that that someone else has got, you know, a, a good opportunity to make more money after you sell it. Otherwise, why is he buying it? And after all, he's the guy that's paying you for it. So you need to look after him as well. Yes, such sage words, Sam. And I just, I just want to say a heartfelt thank you. This has been fabulous and you shared so many great insights. I think I'll definitely be listening to this one again and uh, taking lots of notes. <laughs> I'm sure our audience will be as well. <laughs> Do it, do it at night time when you go to sleep. It'll help you. <laughs> Fabulous. Joanna, thank you for the opportunity, actually. It's been great. Look, if this can help anybody or whatever or just give an insight into someone else, I'm so, so pleased that you remembered me and I'm so, so pleased to be talking to you again. And that now concludes our three-part series with Sam DeLongis. Each episode in this series featured a particular phase in the business cycle and each one contains important but slightly different lessons about growing and selling a business. As a quick recap, in part one, Sam and I discussed his growth strategies, how he dominated a tactical position in a government panel for contracts in Perth, and why this strategy was important in building his business for a sale. We then talked about how he came to the decision of exiting the business and drilled into the thought process and motivations behind this conclusion. In part two, Sam talked about the fundamentals that we hear again and again, the importance of looking at your business from a buyer's perspective and the importance of selling the business at the right time when it's got strong value and still has value to give the acquirer into the future. And finally, in part three this episode, we came full circle and asked Sam about his post-sale reflections and the joys of retirement life. We then closed this episode and this series out with some last-minute parting tips from Sam for all our business owners out there who are in the middle of building their businesses in the hopes of a strong sale one day. Now, if you're interested in learning more about Sam's background story, you might want to tune in to our earlier episode, In Talking Law, the sister podcast of The Deal Room, where Sam discusses how he started his business and weathered a few storms during two particular downturns in his business. Find that episode by heading over to www.talkinglaw.com and look for episode 49. We'll also be linking to it in our show notes as well. And if you like what you heard today, please pop over to podcasts on your iPhone or Stitcher for Android and subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast to be the first to know when a new episode is out. We release a brand new episode every Tuesday. On our show notes, we also provide an option for you to download a copy of this transcript if you'd like to read it in more detail. So just head over to our website at www.thedealroompodcast.com and look out for this episode, episode 35. Well, look, thanks for listening in. This has been Joanna Oki and The Deal Room Podcast, a podcast brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Ladies and gentlemen. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. 
Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. Thank you.